This is Writer's Cast, a podcast about books and authors. I'm David Wilk, your host. Today I'm talking to Maureen Owen and Barbara Henning, two poets, two friends of mine, people who I also have known, at least in Maureen's case, for most of my life, I think. <laughs> um, and so, and Barbara, not as well, but I've known you for a while too. Um, so, Barbara and Maureen are both poets. They are authors individually of many books, too many to mention but they are authors together of a terrific book called Poets on the Road, which, as it happens, I am the publisher of. <laughs> so um, I'm very pleased to have both of you here. And I thought we could just start with a brief introduction by each of you of yourself. So why don't we start with Barbara, because your, your name starts with a B. And uh, you can you know, give a little bit, you know, just a little bit about yourself as a poet, as a writer, who you are and how you got here. I'm a poet first and a fiction writer second, and I'm from Detroit, Michigan. I started writing when I was in my 20s and moved to New York, I don't know, 1984. And I've written several books of poems. And most recently, I wrote a really long book about my mother, um, who died when I was 11, called Fern, a Detroit Story, which was just given a notable book award in um, Michigan, from the Library of Michigan. And it's like a big poem. I was just telling someone that it's just 300 pages. Oh, that's great. <laughs> that's a long poem. Yeah. It's epic. A, it's epic. A long poem. It's your Patterson. I think that our trip, Maureen and I together, is probably a really seminal moment um, in both of our lives. It was a tremendous experience to do. All right. Well, Maureen, you want to also talk a little bit about yourself? <laughs> so I'm Maureen Owen. <laughs> My latest book is um, Let the Heart Hold Down the Breakage, the Caregiver's Log, which is also about my mother So and caretaking her. So it's interesting that Barbara and I have that connection also. So it's kind of cosmic, I think, that uh, we ended up together taking that road trip. <laughs> yeah. Well, so the mm -hmm. book Poets on the Road is in fact a travelogue, a poetic travelogue yeah. from 2019, pre-pandemic. You were so lucky that you did it that year. And yeah. but what spurred you to get in a car, oh. a little car, and drive <laughs> all across America, which is a phenomenal trip, I think. What spurred you to do this together? Well, I think that was kind of cosmic too cuz um when it first came up, I was about to retire. I'd been working in, a, it was about a year before my retirement. And uh, I started thinking about what I wanted to do. And I think Barbara and I were talking on the phone or something. And, and uh, we said, you know, it'd be really fun to take a cross-country poetry reading tour trip. Um, and I thought, well, I could do it in a year because I'll be retired because I had set my retirement up. So. I thought of Barbara uh, would be the perfect person because she's the only poet I know right now who drives all over the place, <laughs> always going to Michigan, to the Outer Banks or something. <laughs> and I thought, well, yeah. So, and we'll, the only, since we were leaving from um, the East Coast, the, we didn't have my car. So, right. so we had her, her crazy little car. <laughs> So, and Barbara, I mean, I guess you could tell your side of the story now. <laughs> yeah. 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 I I lived for a while in Tucson. I, I mean, I was in New York. I grew up in Michigan. Then I went to New York. 
And then I was I, I went to Tucson for five years. Well, New Mexico for a year, Tucson. And so I was traveling a little bit up there to read on the West Coast more because I was out there. And I I just always wanted to do that, go on a big road trip. And and I, Maureen and I, we, I don't know when we started talking about it. First, maybe when I was yeah. teaching at Boulder and we were out to dinner sometime. Or, yeah. It was in the air. And then it was just the right time. And it was the right time for Maureen and for me. And hey, we were both in our 70s. We still are. So but, uh, for a while, right? Yeah. And so it was a pretty, pretty miraculous trip actually that we took it was challenging right yeah and so, how long how long did it take you to plan because you obviously had set up places to go um yeah. to do poetry readings you know that requires a lot of effort and uh, yeah. must have taken some time to set up events you had to figure out where to go and kind of do it sequentially and then see who would be available to host you and all that stuff I, you know, was who did most of the work, or did you divide it up? Oh, we shared. Yeah, we shared the work. Yeah, we started. I think um, that year before I retired, we we really started thinking about it in earnest and and making some plans, and we started to set it up. Actually, um, then we hit a kind of a kink because um, one month after I retired, and we'd already set up a lot of. The places to stay, people to stay with, and readings to give, and we'd done a lot of scheduling and put some money down on B and Bs and <laughs> Airbnbs. Um, um, but about a month after I retired, <clears throat> my mother, who was always very self sufficient and lived in a little cabin up in the Sierras, um, suddenly she was ninety six. Well, then she wasn't. She was ninety four, I guess then. Um, but anyway, she suddenly needed care. So I was suddenly the prime caregiver for my mom. So I said to Barbara, I don't know if I can do this because I don't have to take care of my mom. <laughs> and Barbara said, well, no, you can do it. You can do it. Right. Just to find somebody to take care of your mom while we're away, you know. And naively, because I didn't know how hard that would be, <laughs> I said, well, okay, I'll, I'll see if I can find somebody. <laughs> How long were you on the road? What was the length of the trip? It was like six weeks. Yeah. Uh, and then we were in Denver for two weeks, right? right. So they, it was two months right. altogether. Yeah. The beginning to the end. Yeah, which is a big chunk of time. Yeah. 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 And altogether. you did, and you started yeah. in the winter too, which was a little bit yeah. of a risk yeah. because you don't know whether. Yeah. When we started yeah. out, it right. was cold and it got really cold. We drove to. From New York, we thought we're going south. We went to Washington D.C., and it was freezing. It was freezing. <laughs> oh, we kept thinking it's going to get warmer as we go, but really, it stayed kind of chilly the whole trip. I don't know, but not like when it was like zero. Right, and then well, yeah, yeah, I think well, you're it's January. You know what you? I've done that trip a couple of times at the same time of year, and. It isn't really, yeah. you, I mean, unless you go to Florida, um, you know, like go straight south to, you know, but even then North Florida is not that warm. No, but it was much better yeah. than DC. <laughs> did, did you, you made a lot of these stops around people you already knew, right? I, you know, that these were some, in some cases, friendships and places that would host you that you, you would already know about. Yeah. So you're going West and 
thinking about maybe getting warmer. And it, I think probably by the time you got to Texas, it maybe was a little better and warmer and certainly warmer in Tucson when you were here. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, it was chilly the whole trip. Right. Really. I was going to say you had the, the big, you had rain chilly. and in we California, and sort of scary, scary. Yeah. And then when we got up Northern California, there was the Russian river had flooded and, the, and we almost couldn't get to the, to do the reading or we couldn't get to stay with Pat Nolan, but uh, it worked out. But yeah, we had, we had pretty chilly weather the whole darn trip. But we didn't have to wear our winter coats after we got down south. We had on spring coats. Yeah. Yeah. But it always was chilly. Like when we were, we stayed in, in Tucson and it was freezing in that place we were staying in Tucson. I know. The nights were absolutely <laughs> freezing in that place. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, I kept. We kept saying the cold is following us. It's following us. It just won't stop. When we were planning the trip, we put together our contacts. So we had, we, we could go down here. Do you know someone? Maureen knew someone. I right. knew someone. And so we divided up the whole project and worked on it together to set it up. Yeah, and it was complicated because I was taking care of my mom. So I was in Truckee up in the High Sierra. <laughs> And she didn't have internet, so I had to go set out in this little clearing, and the neighbors moved their internet so I could get it from the clearing, which was chilly. <laughs> and I did a lot of the calling of places from from there, you know, trying yeah. to get places to stay and stuff. Uh, so it, it was just kind of crazy. Yeah. So, and how did you keep track of your itinerary? Did you put it in a computer or a phone, or did you just have it written in a notebook or something? We emailed a lot. Well, but also once once it was set up, like I when I've yeah. done those kind of long yeah. trips. Now, you know, it used to be you put it in a notebook and you'd have like a list of all the places you're going and the phone numbers. But now it's all email and online. But you want to keep it somewhere. We had a whole chart. We were very we're very. So it, now I wouldn't want to ask you what was your favorite reading because you wouldn't want to offend anyone along the way. But no, but like, what what were some of the places that you read that you know stand out that you just think about those those because every night is going to be different. You know, like a, you're like a rock band. You're maybe you may read the same things, but you're going to, it's a, always a little different no matter what. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There were a lot of good readings, really. Yeah. New York was good. Oh, New York was was great. Yeah. And then Pensacola was special. We read yeah. an art museum there. And, yeah, uh, that was great. And Mobile was very, very interesting and terrific crowd, sweet, mm. sweet people. Yeah, yeah. Very different, very different. And yeah. a little botanical garden and yeah and then we went to new orleans and that was a small a small thing a small group but it was really wonderful uh friends and yeah. poets and such and we stayed in the french quarter and bill's uh, bill lavender's bed and breakfast yeah yeah, yeah that was yeah. really special yeah 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 so did you did you think about when you were planning this out what things you were you aiming to read different work in different places or did you kind of just let it flow and figure it out along the way? I, I mostly figured it out as I went. Yeah. Before each reading, you know, we kind of prep before each reading, I think. 
Did you try to yeah. uh, talk to each other and play off of each other in some way? Or did you just figure each person reads, don't worry about that and just see how it goes? Yeah. We, sometimes we tell each other, you know, talk about it a little bit, but mostly we just like did our thing. Well, one person was reading, the other person was photographed. Right. right. Oh, yeah. And I was going to mention That's that the book is, is full of photographs. Um, yeah. You obviously took a lot more photographs than you used yeah. in the book. Yeah. Then after we finished, we had this whole routine of writing up the blog. Right. Yeah. So we would go, sometimes we'd stop in a cafe or sit somewhere and write it, or we'd be up at night and yeah. Uh, we write individually, and then we get we have this whole routine game and how we put those together. Yeah. So that was yeah, and that to me that was one yeah. of the reasons why I wanted to publish the book because I thought that the blog was so interesting, and you know, obviously, um, make putting it into a book changes it a little bit. You know, creates mm -hmm. a kind of container for it. But I thought it was. I, I thought that the, your back and forth in the blog and the trading of writing and all that and different views and uh, of the same experience was kind of, it was great. You know, it was, yeah. Well, the thing about it was since we didn't really plan to have it as a book, it was just a blog. Yeah. So I think that kept it really spontaneous and kind of fun and right. uh, intimate sort of. So is the blog is still up? I actually haven't even thought about that. Um, still accessible yes part of it isn't there but most of it's there yeah and have you thought about um now you know you did that it's now f almost four years ago mm -hmm. it is four years ago we've had so much that has happened since then and so much interruption in our lives and you know it almost seems like you couldn't have done this like you know we certainly couldn't have done it in 2020 or 21 no when you think about that experience is there anything about it that you would want to either do again or do over? Do over. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've, we've thought about doing another trip, but I don't know. <laughs> uh, well, you could do a shorter version. I think, well, well, no, you know, originally yeah. we were going to do a longer version before I was taking care of my mom. Ah. Um, we were going to go up north. We were going to go to Oregon, Portland. Um, so we would have probably gone, we might have even gone on, you know, it's two or three or four weeks longer, but I, I couldn't wow. stay away any longer because the person right. I had caretaking, my mom had to get home. <laughs> she was from Truckee. So, yeah. yeah. So at least, you, but it is really good. You had somebody there and no oh, emergency arose yeah. and you were able to oh, do I know. this. She was a miracle. Um, yeah. Cause I could have never hired a regular care giving person cause they're $30 an hour and stuff, you know? So she was really saved my life. So will you read again together? We think? read together um, in October, November. Yeah, unnameable books, yeah. Well, we'll yeah. probably do it again, yeah. I'm sure we'll read together again. <laughs> well, maybe you'll get invited, you know, go to a, you know, at least to a region or something. You could do a mini tour, um, you know, like Oregon, Seattle, mm -hmm. yes. um, you know, Spokane or something You could do like a one-state tour. Really fun. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. Well, it is, you know, I think this, I think it's a great idea. It's sort of, it doesn't happen as much anymore. If you sort of think about it, people don't just get in the car and go places like they used to. Yeah. Well, you know, partially because of uh, COVID is that the Zoom became so popular and now it's really, people are starting to get back to readings, but I think it's yeah. slow, you know, because 
easier to just be in your living room right. like we are now, you know. And previous to COVID, people just flew here wherever they were going to read and flew home. So that's true. I think the the road trip uh, tour yeah. was kind of, you know, out of the ordinary. Yeah. Well, it is. But, you know, if you think about um, like musicians mm -hmm. who, especially not the big superstars, but more like the singer songwriters or small folk bands, you know they do that they'll yeah. get in the they get in a van right. and they travel as inexpensively as possible and they go out and perform to sometimes venues that are not right. that large and you kind of feel like you wish that more poets and writers would be able to do that because this ability to be in the same room with someone is more powerful yeah I, and i actually love the you know audio the video um online readings i think they're fantastic yeah. i've been to some really good ones but being in the room together yeah, has that power you know that no amount of virtuality can match so you know it, it yeah, and true. again as just as you said i mean some of the reading series have a hundred people zooming mm -hmm. in where in person they might have only right. had 20. and so you know it's hard to not like that but God, it would. But some of them now, I thought they'd all sort of work in the Zoom thing with the in person. But yeah, I noticed the Tucson readings are not Zooming. I was thinking about what we talked about earlier about a mother. My because on the trip, when we were on the trip, uh, Maureen was writing and reading her poems about her mother, and while I was reading Digigram and from my um, novel that I had just published, I was also working and planning this book about my mother. So we would talk about this book, this project that I was doing all the way through and about both of our mothers. And then I ended in Denver and stayed with Maureen for two weeks waiting for our last reading and her mother was ah. there. And for me, that was really special because you know, Maureen's had her mother her whole life. I only had my mother for 11 years. And I'm thinking about mother a lot. And she's thinking about mother a lot. And it was just, it was really beautiful to watch Maureen and her mother together. And I think that that was kind of a theme that wove through our whole, yeah. our whole trip. And our that is really, and I, yeah. In Denver, we ended uh, with a, um, an event at a bar. The Mercury Cafe. And that was such a fun place. And uh, Jane Wodening was there. And it was really a nice event. And uh, yeah, um, what's his name was there? Who wrote the poem at the end of the book? Collins, wasn't it? Yeah, that was a really fun way to end. Then I drove off and went to Michigan to work on that book. You know, I was photographing places where my mother had lived. And, yeah. Stuff, yeah. yeah, that's I know. I think it was a great. Trip. It's great that you got to spend time with Maureen's yeah. mother too in in Denver. Yeah, yeah. I think that's really yeah. cool. And uh, yeah, that was very special. Yeah. That was nice. yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was ninety six then, so yeah. Well, you are lucky, Maureen, to have had your mother so long. That was really really cool. Yeah, that's true. Well, I this was great. I'm really glad we got a chance to do this. I'm gonna. I yeah. think we should let Barbara go have dinner. We're all three on three different time zones because I'm yeah. visiting Tucson where it's earlier. Maureen's in Denver yeah. on Mountain Time, and Barbara's in, in the East Coast. So yeah. we've we're traversing yeah, the know, country really. here. Yeah. 
And the people in Tucson that I've, you know, that you you alluded to, Barbara, just a minute ago, they really remember that reading, and it was a wonderful night when you two were there. Um, really special. Yeah, so, that was a great. I think night. you made a big. I don't know. I I don't know all the other places. You know, I haven't talked to anybody else from the other places that you were, but obviously it was really good. People <laughs> really liked seeing you two together. Yeah. We had a lot of wonderful readings, really. All of them have yeah. their own special quality to them, you know. And you got to see a lot of other poets. Well, that's the thing that I think was so incredible about the whole trip was that we we really felt, by driving, we really felt this connection of poets all across America. Right. Right. They're, you know, they were all so magnanimous, and it was terrific, yeah. And just to feel that that kind of network of poetry that exists out there. And then when we were in San Francisco, we went oh, to yeah. visit with Diane De Prima, and she right. was in a nursing home, and I'm just writing about her right now. But, um, yeah, that was very yeah. special to see her. She had this beautiful book, The Annals, this new book that's been published of hers that is a journal from back in the early time when she was in New York. and But it's written in this kind of very poetic prose the whole thing um it's really beautiful Maureen I just got oh, yeah. I just got I a copy of it. it but she was talking about it even though she yeah. couldn't move at the time her legs couldn't move but she was in bed and she was still right. dictating yeah. poems and she was uh talk, happy about this book and pe- happy to have people visiting her which was really great that's great that great that you got to see yeah. her yeah. Yeah. Really, really good. Yeah. Well, thank you again for doing this. This is terrific. Yeah. <laughs> it was fun hanging out with you and your wife and uh, everybody in Tucson too. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. Or Tucson me, was really fun. Yeah. Yeah, we had a great. We had a wonderful time. It was just, you know, I think um, kind of magical for you to be here. So I know. Um, yeah. We were really lucky. <laughs> what was that animal we saw that ran across the road and went into the neighbor's oh a bobcat oh you saw the bobcat, bobcat. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah that was a great bobcat <laughs> yeah you don't want to be too close to the bobcats let yeah, them go don't pet the bobcat let the bobcats go <laughs> just lope over the fence into the neighbor's yard I know, yeah Whoa. <laughs> so all right david thank you Yeah, thanks. This was really nice. Wonderful. This has been Writer's Cast, a podcast about books and authors. I've been talking to Maureen Owen and Barbara Henning. Their book is called Poets on the Road. It'll be out in June, and I hope you get a copy. Thanks so much.